Welcome to the Total Stickcast. My name is Paul Johnson. I'm a freelance writer, author, vlogger, and uh, you know a bunch of other stuff too. You can head on over to everythingpaul.net to get an eyeful of all of that. And with me, as always, he's loud, he's proud, and the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese is one of many places he's no longer allowed. It's Ryan Blair. Yeah, but you know what? There was just a simple misunderstanding. So, you know, I'm in talks with the corporate head office and hopefully it'll be resolved soon. <laughs> okay, well, you keep us up to date on that, will you please? But that's not Absolutely. all. <laughs> this week we're joined by a very special guest. Here to help slice and dice stereotypes. He's been a furry for 18 years. He's the nicest wolf I've ever met. It's Angel. Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, first of all, I'm going to give you a moment to uh, give us a little bit of a bio on just who you are. But first of all, I just want to say that uh, we've invited you here today because I personally want to learn about what you do. Um, I think I think Ryan wants to learn about it, and I think um, that we probably have listeners that want to learn about it. But it's something that you can only, you know, really Google otherwise. So I just, I want you here to educate us and to educate our listeners. So... Just feel not a problem. Okay, awesome. So now the floor is yours. You can go ahead and tell us a little bit about you in a nutshell. Uh, really, just your average wolf. Uh, my daytime job. I'm a mechanic. Uh, side photographer. Um, mostly do cons, personal photos. You know, everything else. Uh, I guess, like you said. I've been a furry for 18 years. My best friend got me into it, and it's been the most perfect thing of my life. Uh, married, two boys, can't can't get any better than that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, not everybody's happy with where they are in life, so I love hearing that. I love hearing anybody who's made a choice and they, they love their life for it. That's great. Um, so I guess we'll start with, you said that your, um, your best friend got you into this? Yep. Yeah, so... Uh, best... Yeah, no... Best friend of, uh, 28 years, actually. Wow. Wow. There's nobody that's known me that Kindergarten. long. That isn't related to me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you even 28? I'm 32. No, but Paul. Me? Oh, yeah, I'm 30. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, you've gotten old. Yeah, I know. I wasn't that old when you met me. No, I know. No, I wasn't. You mean you aged since I met you? What yeah. the fuck? I know I don't. Time Anyways. travel, man. Time travel. Yeah. Um, so I guess what what I want to ask you is, so how did that, how did you, I mean, how did you get into it in, in, in you know, the, the base sense of it? Like, I mean, I think we all kind of have seen some of this before but what made you decide hey that's that's really for me this is where i feel comfortable this is what was that journey like uh well uh we were young and uh i came to spend the night at his house and he had opened his closet doors and he had tails hanging from his uh behind the door and i kind of looked at him like what's with the tails and just because i knew nothing of the furry fandom knew nothing and he said, oh, uh, I'm a furry. And I'm like, okay, you can't just drop that. You have to explain what it is. <laughs> he explained, hey, it's, to his explain, uh, the way that he explained it to me is a furry is somebody, is a, uh, animal spirit that you associate yourself with. Um, he tells him, he told me that he's a white Siberian tiger and that's what he associates himself with. 
He started showing me personalized art. No, this was in the 90s. We didn't have digital art. Mm-hmm. No doubt. <laughs> times have changed, yeah. yeah. Yes, times have changed. This was all traditional. Wow. Okay. And I'm like, okay, okay. He goes, well, if you had a, uh, uh, an animal, and I'm like, it's a wolf. It's always been there. I've, they're proud, they're loyal, they're, they're prideful, and they protect. And he goes, well, if you would be a furry, that's what you would be. And of course, he showed me the worst, worst game of all, Furcadia. What is that? You've never heard of Furcadia? Furcadia? No. Uh, no, either have I. Oh, wow, I just dated myself. <laughs> is well, this I'm like actually older than you, or? so... Okay, so Furcadia is like a mix between Gaia Online and RuneScape. Oh, great. I've heard of RuneScape. <laughs> and so... I have no idea. I'm still lost. Okay, wow. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to talk down to me a little further now. You're gonna have to really get on, you know, your knees and and explain this to me gradually now. <laughs> Furcadia was a simple. Uh, it was kind of just coming out as an RPG game. You tr- you choose a little character, a little avatar, and you get to walk around and talk to people. Um, and at the time, that was Furry's biggest chat group, besides Yahoo chat rooms. Wow, no, I've never heard of that at all. Furcadia. So is that, so I, I'm kind of imagine like, there was other things like that, I think, back then. Like, wasn't Neopets kind of similar to that, too? Yep, Neo, yeah. yep Neopets was one of them. Uh, like I said, Gaia Online. Okay, I just happen not to have heard of that one, actually, for some reason. Okay, okay. And so this was, this was... Um, centered around furries. Yep. Okay. All right. So I'm assuming your in-game persona or whatever matches what you matches what you're dressing as on the uh, in yeah. yeah in day-to-day life. So I guess that's my next question: is is dressing for it? Um, what? So how do you even get started? Because every time I see a fursuit, it looks like it's something that's like I've been in mascot suits before and stuff like that. And it's the most uncomfortable, horrific experience in the world. So I look at a fursuit and I think, you know, how are they making that comfortable? How much does that bloody thing cost? My God. You know, like, so when you're getting started out, like, what's your, your first indie suit? Like, how are you doing that? How are you breaking into that world without going and getting a massive investment? <laughs> well, I actually did mascots, uh, mascots myself. Okay. I worked at Six Flags. I hung out with the Looney Tunes, and that was my first mascot. Awesome. Um, but when it comes to putting on a fursuit, it is a total different lifestyle. Uh, those things can run you anywhere between 500 to XXXX. Okay. It, there is, there's, there is no limit. How detailed you want to go is the higher you're going to get it. Wow. So what would determine it? I mean, obviously just like... You know, any kind of, uh, you know, um, hobby, I guess, uh, I'll use the word, uh, you know, um, you know, it depends on budget, obviously, what, what a person can afford. But I, I would imagine that, you know, uh, um, this is this is so much more than just a hobby. I mean, some people want to build models. Some people want to do puzzles. I mean... Um, it's not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. It's a it's a lifestyle. So so I th- that's that's what I mean. Like so I mean I I would assume budget isn't isn't necessarily something that always comes into play because you I, I, you're going to grow with it, mm-hmm. right? So 
at what point with with say a singular fursuit do you do you stop? You really don't stop being a furry. You, no, but, no, but I mean, in terms of, in terms of your suit itself, when do you say, okay, I'm happy with it the way it is? There's, um, it's to each the person. Okay. I mean, you know, when you first start, you know, when you start in the '90s, they were really primitive. They were the fur wasn't that great. Your eyes didn't look that good. There's always upgrading. Uh, I've upgraded my tails three times. Okay. And what I've would started, be the difference of, of um, the tails? I started off with uh, like little keychain tails. You know, that's what I could afford at the time. Yeah. Uh, my Sona actually has two tails. Oh, awesome. Oh. Okay. So I had you know just two little keychain tails, nothing. Then I got a little bit more money and I bought uh, a foot and a half tail. Oh, two tails. And didn't really like the the way that it was colored. And I didn't like the length. So I went out and got in a three and a half foot. And I'm actually working on buying a four foot twin tails. Wow. Wow. Okay. So and do, and do, it, you're always upgrading. Yeah. And do people, do people generally buy these things or make them and i mean if they're buying them like i i i'm assuming you don't just go to walmart and say where's the the furry department yeah i mean yeah there's tons of commissioners out there i've got my uh, i've got my uh i got, got my personal paws and a few of my friends pockets where i they know what i want they know the colors that i want they know what i want um and then if you get a craft bug craft a bug up your butt you can do it yourself and it's really easy okay is it well i mean i guess if you if you're crafty like that in general if you can make something else it's probably not that hard to make the transition right mm-hmm. yeah okay <laughs> i'm not a very crafty person one way or the other i doubt it's something i can just wife sit down is. and pick up yeah she does uh she does crochet oh okay and she actually does custom Crochets of people's personas. Oh, okay, okay, very, very cool. So I wanna, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to stay organized because I'm not a great interviewer. It's not my first thing in life, so I can be a very erratic person to be interviewed by. So you've, you've been warned part way in. Um, well, so I'm trying to keep a streamline going here. But when you are, um, in your first, like, first of all, how would you refer to that? Like, how am I? Because I know I'm, I'm not really talking about it very properly. So when you're dressed. So what does that mean to you? What is that? First of all, what is the proper way for me to describe that state? A and person. second of all, um, are you? How do you feel that you're embodying that character? What do you do when you're dressed? This and the like. What's that experience like? Take me inside the costume, sort of. Take me inside the fursuit. <laughs> it is definitely a game changer. Um, well, one, it is called a fursuit, and different people will tell you it's fursuit. It's my second persona, but. All in all, it's a fursuit. Okay. Um, when you put on your head, you put on your tails, you click to that person. You click to that persona. Uh, Angel, he's very excited. He's he's just smiling ear to ear, literally. <laughs> um, he is just he's happy. He's not stop. The real me, I'm I'm casual. I'm calm back. I'm just laid. I'm just just really relaxed but angel he is out there he is 
bouncing on people. He is hugging on everybody, making everybody smile, making kids smile. It is a total... It's a game changer for a lot of people. That's awesome. So it brings out sort of uh, an inner personality, something that's a part of you that in your everyday life isn't isn't necessarily a part. Like so, so for for somebody that's that's say a recluse or an introvert, you put on the oh, fursuit yes. and they're the most social and extroverted person in the room. Oh yes, I've got a few friends like that. I know them. I know them in the furry world, but not in the personal world. Uh, in the personal world, they are very. They are hermit. They don't like to come out. They are very depressed. Anxiety is at a super high. But when they put on their suit, it is. It's a whole new person. This person is, you know, loving, caring. She's talking to everybody. She's doing everything. That her normal stuff would never do. Okay, it sounds so liberating. It really does. <laughs> That's and how do you go pee? Of... What was that? <laughs> how do you pee? <laughs> yeah. Now we're getting so to the brass tacks. Yeah. <laughs> you have two types of suits. You have your partial, and then you have your full. Your partial means it's just your feet, your paws, your head, and tail. It doesn't even have to be a head. It's just it's partial the suit. A full suit is the entire kit caboodle. Uh, if it's if you're an entire full suit, uh, you hold it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you hold it until it's until you hit your marker. Then you run to the bathroom or you run to your room and do what you got to do. Okay. So uh, you you get good at coordinating those breaks. I gather you 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 make sure you go to the washroom before you climb in. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yep, and that your handler, your handler knows your cue signs. Okay. And so, what does that mean, handler? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Do you like? I kind of recognize that from a mascot standpoint because you always have somebody with you because you can't really see anything, and yes. somebody's got to keep you from bowling over children. But is that? Oh yes. Yeah. Um. Well, also, so handlers, um, certain fursuits don't talk. They don't. They want. They don't want to give that illusion. Hey, he talks. Some people squeak. Some people full on communication. Okay. Uh, handlers, they know our hand signals. Like, hey, I'm getting overheated. Get me water. Okay. Hey, I'm being crowded. You need to get people away from me. Uh, hey, I'm about to pass out. Get me so I can sit down. That's what a handler does. They know your signals, and they're the one to keep you alive. Wow. In it, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So they wouldn't be they wouldn't be wearing a fursuit. No. Okay. Okay, that's very. Good. I never even con- I never considered that as being a part. Yeah. Um. So okay. So now I have that open a box of questions. Um. So where handler is concerned for you, I guess uh, specifically, like I know you mentioned that um your wife is also a furry. Um. So I assume she's not your handler. Who who is your handler? Actually, um. It depends on what's going on. Usually, ninety percent, my wife is my handler. Oh, uh, okay. she's she's with me at all times, unless uh, she's up in her persona. And then I have another good friend of mine who is who is not a furry, but he is a supporter left and right of them, and he's always been my handler. Okay. 
Okay, okay, okay. Interest. I imagine you would have to have a really good connection with. So you don't just call somebody up. Are you busy tonight? Like I'm sure you you have that connection with somebody. You've just because you're oh, talking yes. about hand signs, this that. You've got to. I mean, you've got to have a good connection with somebody. There's a lot of trust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, trust. Well, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, I would have never ever thought of the fact that you had to have a handler. That hadn't crossed my mind. You know. Um, I find with a lot of, um, I don't know, like, I mean, I don't have a great deal of exposure to that world, of course, but, you know, there's definitely a side of Twitter that's very dominated um, by the furry community and things like that. And I notice there's a lot of, it seems to be a very artistic community. There's a lot of people who are either really skilled visual artists or just various other things like that. Um, first of all, is my is my grasp of that, does that feel accurate to you? Oh, yes. There is a... Um, there is a big, big artist uh, in the in the uh, furry community. You know that includes the crafting, that's drawing, candle making, um, soap making. There's a lot of craft, and there's a lot of artists in this. It is, like I said, we, we had traditional. Now we've got digital. It's, it's so digital now that the fur art looks almost real. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen some amazing things online. I joined the uh, because Paul and I had been talking about about having a furry on, and I guess he had he had tried to to you know locate somebody that would come on the show. I had a friend who who was uh, who's a furry, and I spoke to him, and he he didn't have any interest in coming on the show or whatever. So I I joined the um, the furry group, and I mean I see a ton a ton and ton of art of of people's uh, personas and. Things they want, and and um, I see a lot of people, and I, I don't quite understand. People are asking for, um, I'm assuming drawings of, of something, and I mean they're you know their budgets of five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, right? I don't. What what mm-hmm. is that all about? It's well, there there's a there's good a bit of levels on it. Um, for a lot of people, you know, hey, five bucks is five bucks. Uh, I just want a picture of my Sona's head. Okay, you know, that's five bucks. But also, you're paying for the quality. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to pay somebody... You're going to pay somebody five bucks to fix your tire. You're going to get five dollars worth of tire fix. Sure. But if you pay somebody a hundred bucks, you're going to get a hundred bucks worth of fixing. And it's the same way with the artist world. You pay what you get. Now, some people, hey, I only have five bucks. What can you give me? Some people are nice going, hey, here you go. They want to help you out. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And what are, what are people doing with these drawings? Like just putting them on their wall? Or, I mean, well, it's digital, so I guess. But, uh, you know, are they, do they have like, um, uh, I'm not an internet guy, but what is that? Like an Instagram or a Twitter account of your your second personality or, oh, yeah. or a facebook uh, account or something myself all, all the images that i have uh i've got digital and traditional all my digital is printed out photo paper of course mm-hmm. um they're put in a really nice binder it's something that I, I i like to look at uh everything else it's on my twitter well not really not yet uh it's on twitter it's on tumblr it's on facebook Facebook is a really big thing of the furry world. Really? Yes. Okay. I was unaware of that. I found my I crossed exposure with it more uh, through Twitter than I ever had Facebook. Okay, I was surprised to hear that. 
Well, I was actually really surprised when I joined the furry group. Like, there's 27,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I would imagine that there's there's people that, that uh, aren't necessarily uh, involved in the furry lifestyle but are, are curious. But, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's almost rare to find groups that have that many people in them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I was I was super surprised just when I was when I was searching it and trying to find, you know, a group that I could find, you know, somebody to come on the show. Um, yeah, and I just seen that furry twenty seven thousand people, and I was just like, holy shit! <laughs> and that's the thing, though, that's just that one group. Yeah, you could have joined another one that was thirty six thousand, fifty six thousand. Wow. Wow. wow! You know, that's just one group that you joined in. No, I mean, and this is, you know, and, and this this might be an awkward question, but I mean, like, any time that I had ever been exposed to or heard, heard about furries, it was always put in a very sexual light. And that's that was in my um, experience and what I've, I've been told about it and everything. It's just a bunch of people in fursuits getting together and humping each other's legs. And I've been waiting you to ask me that question. <laughs> I've been waiting because that's what everybody says. Yeah. Oh, you're a furry. Do you have sex with animals? Do you have sex? No, it is not that. For every fandom, you have a coin. You've got the good side and you got the bad side, and it's just not just that. Um, like I said, you've got dark sides. You got good sides. Uh, yes, there is the sexual side to the fandom. Um, but. Not everybody is a part of that. Uh, there is a much bigger, bigger diversity than just the sexual side. And unfortunately, the CSI episode definitely did not help. That, I literally have, I literally wanted to ask you about that exact episode. Yeah. For Unloathing, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that, because uh, that was something that I discovered. Like, that was one of my first... I don't want to say... Well, probably one of my first, because that came out, I think, 2002-ish, somewhere around there. Um, something like that. Yeah, and that was kind of my first mainstream exposure to it in any way. Even if I had heard of it before, I don't think I ever heard about it in a way that I comprehended that it was really real. You know? Mm-hmm. And then to see it there, I felt like they were trying to be... Um, you know, forward with it or whatever the word is, but it didn't. I I wondered how you felt about that being in that in that life. Like, did it help? Did it create? Did it encourage acceptance, or did it kind of do the opposite? And I'm kind of hearing from it you, it did, did the opposite. The com- <laughs> it did complete opposite. <sighs> it added more fuel to the fire than you can ever think about. Oh no. Um, and unfortunately, due to that, that's what people think of us. They think that you know, hey, you're in a you're in a costume, you're gonna fuck animals. Oh, you get in suits. Oh, you fuck each other. Wait, you're in those suits and you're touching kids. Oh, you're a molester, and that's not the truth. See, and I don't. I, I mean, and, and just for me, like I said, I, I imagine that there's there's you know a lot of uh, sort of negative uh, you know opinions that that revolve around the lifestyle and everything. <laughs> but I don't. Um, for me, I mean, I never. I never thought that, uh, you know, um, because you wear a fursuit, you're out molesting children or even fucking animals. I, I just felt, I believed it to be, yeah, fucking each other, basically. Um, but um, is there is there events that would be centered solely around the sexual side of it? Or is it just sort of everybody kind of does their own thing and it's a mishmash 
at it's, an event. Um, it's kind of a mishmash, and you know, when it comes for the events, uh, like I, we have a local one called Fursonicon. Uh, it's very small. It's growing, and it is it's just for furries. And you know what happens at night happens at night, and it stays at night. But during the daytime, everybody's out having fun. We're making kids smile, and it's a happy world. But again, adults are going to be adults. Absolutely. Don't you know you cannot put what adults do at night to a fandom. No. No, I, there's going to be... You can have... First of all, with something like convention, you can have a plumber's convention, and you got people who are running around all day, they're drinking, whatever. I mean, it, things are going to happen, first of all. Second of all... Exactly. As far as, like you said, there's a light side and a dark side. I mean, there's a dark side to Mario fandom, for God's sakes. There's people out there dressing as Mario and Luigi and getting their grind on. I mean, it's going to happen. Bowser. Yeah. They, <laughs> bow Wowser. <laughs> uh, there's going to be... Uh, there's going to be that with anything, and it doesn't instantaneously define any other community quite as as harshly or as maybe unfairly as it does um, yours, as it does the furry community. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Huh. And like I said, with the, with the light side of that, um, we do charities. Oh. We do, like, uh, um, my local group, we're trying to set up a uh, King's Daughters Hospital, uh, hospital. Where we can go visit the kids. You know, how would you be, you're an eight-year-old boy with cancer, and you look up, there is a six-foot wolf that you can hug. <laughs> There's a, you know, five-foot-eight kitty cat that you can finally pet, but you can't have one of your own because of your your allergies. It would brighten your world. But, again... No one's going to hear that because of the dark side. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's so with, with the things, and, and, and I mean, I think that especially with the, the advent of, of social media and, and um, you know, things becoming a lot more digital, do you feel like the, the furry community is, is getting a lot more positive light shined on it today versus... 20 years ago? 15 years ago? Oh, definitely. Ago? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, 20 years ago, if you were walking around with a head on you, you'd be called a freak and probably get your butt kicked. You know, now it's, okay, what's going on here? And noticing that we're raising money for somebody. So there is definitely, definitely a 20-year change. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fantastic, and I mean, really, for me, I mean, it's it's. Um, uh, I, I mean, I'm a, I, I'm a supporter of of the LGBT community. Um, you know, my my family members that were gay and in, in relationships and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I understand a lot of the struggles uh, of uh, of that community, and I mean, in 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 today's, you know, they're they again they're they're Sean in a very different light than 20 years ago i mean mm-hmm. you know especially you know if you were a gay man you were molesting little boys oh yeah right i mean and that was just you know you were and 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 i mean of course gay bashing still happens and everything but i mean you get mm-hmm. you get so many people coming out of the closet at, at at an appropriate time for them 
you know, versus a long time ago. So, you know, mm-hmm. people are, are living happier lifestyles because of that. And, and, and it is a lot more accepted today. So, I mean, to have something as, as controversial as, as being a furry, you know, um, you know, it's, it, that's fantastic that, that, that it's being shot in a more positive light and, and it's, and people are looking at it for what it is and not the, what the taboos, you know, people think are, or, or what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And we've got a lot of a lot of our furry members are big, big into the LGBTQ uh, community, and it is we protect a lot of our own. Uh, there's through the furries, people are actually coming out more and more, you know, gay, lesbian, bi, trans, um, and because of those furry members, they're they're easier to come out because they have a community to back up on. There's tons of help groups. You have your friends that, hey, I'm a furry, but I'm also gay. We got you, hon. You're part of us. You're our family. That's awesome. You know, um, it's funny. You've got you've got things like, um, <coughs> excuse me. You've got things like the LGBT community. You got things like the furry community, and and you can be whatever you want, whoever you want, and everybody's there to support you and accept you. And then you've got the the um, sort of vanilla heterosexual community, uh, the, the the rest of the world, and you know, and everybody hates everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's 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 funny how that is. Everybody's sitting there, you know, looking down on you for uh, uh, you know, and and uh, um, you know, talking shit and and mm-hmm. and all this, right? And I mean, it, you know, we talk shit about each other and everything. Whereas you've got a community like that, and it is, it's a community. So I think I, I think that's awesome. We have we everybody has the same haters gonna hate. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's been said, and it's been said a thousand times before, and i say it again, uh, but people feel what they don't understand, and they attach things to that. So if, if it's the way you look, if it's your lifestyle, whatever that might be, they attach the worst-case scenario to that out of pure fear. If they're already afraid of that, they won't be surprised by it. And that's unfortunately how too much gets dealt with, and the lens that too many people are looking at things through. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask, I mean, uh, well, you had mentioned there's a hospital you want to work with. Um, that's somebody local to you, I'm assuming? Uh, no, actually, uh, I wanted to do it just because that's just the kind of person I am. I want to go help kids. I, again, I never had that as a kid. I never really had a really happy childhood. So I don't want kids that are sitting in a hospital all day to have a quiet, lone loneful childhood i want i want to give them hope or something that's awesome is there other groups other um furry groups doing anything like that with hospitals or with anything like that oh yeah definitely uh i know chicago's a big one uh colorado's another one uh california new york there's big groups that do big charity events uh the con that we do in the local con uh, we raise money every year, uh, to help out, uh, it's called Second Chance Wildlife. And we give, I think it's like 70% of our proceeds to them. Oh, okay. Awesome. Wow. Um, I'm a big wildlife person, so I like that. <laughs> I like hearing that. 
Um, what we were talking about um, the LGBTQ uh, community there a second ago, and I was wondering, kind of, you know, thinking about those, talking about those struggles and stuff like that. What uh, was there any? I don't know if this was difficult for you in any way. Was there any kind of process to, or maybe you haven't spoken to your family about this, uh, like your dis, your um, you know, more extended family and that kind of stuff? How has that relationship worked out? Like, have you have you revealed this side of you to? people if so how has that gone down um i have actually um unfortunately it's again it's a heads coin with my mom uh she understands it uh she really doesn't give too much about it it's okay you're a furry you want a cookie and (laughs) with oh with my father's side it was it was the deep dark past. Oh, you do this, you do that. I don't want you in my family. And unfortunately, that was hurtful. But I, I rose up and stood against it. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Good on you for Thank that. You. Um, I, now I know your wife um, is a cat, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, was she already involved in that when you guys met, or is this something that you introduced her to? What was I actually introduced it to her? Okay. Uh, we, uh, we've been friends for a few millennial, (laughs) and, uh, I introduced her to a game, and the game was called Second Life. You can literally be everything of anything. I get that. I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, on Second Life, I have my persona on there. Uh, she's always like cats. And I'm like, okay, you know, you can get a furry uh, avatar. We got her into that. And she goes, is this what a furry is? And I didn't even get to ask her what a furry was. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of what a furry is. She goes, I've been one for the longest time. I just didn't know it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's funny, and, that, and that's funny because you know what I've been in 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 my search to try to find someone to come on the show. I talked to a few different people, and um, one of the one of the first girls that I had spoken with said that exact same thing. You know that it, I've only been involved with it for a couple years, but I've always been. Mm-hmm. You know, and somebody introduced it to me, and there was always just that little part of me that was saying, you know, I'm this way. What does it mean? Like, and, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, uh, so yeah, it's, it's funny. I would imagine that that must be a pretty um, generalized um, feeling for, for a lot of people that, that, that get mm-hmm. involved with it. Well, it's like, you know, okay, you've tinkered with cars all your life. You didn't know the term mechanic. You just, you've done it. Somebody goes up to, oh, you're a mechanic? Is that what I am? <laughs> and, and that's what it is. I had a revelation like that, very similar to that with uh, with my life. I mean, I constantly drank alcohol, and then I just realized that I'm actually an alcoholic. <laughs> Maybe a little bit different. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, a little bit. Is that different? Okay, all right, my bad. My oh, bad, God. okay. Uh- <laughs> Sorry, it's just part of my 12 steps, man, that I just, I accept it. You're just so you're admitting bad. it every which way, aren't you? Just all over the place. <laughs> all right, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Um, 
I know you mentioned uh, some family didn't take it quite so well. Have you seen, because I mean, 18 years is a long time to do something, which I'm really thrilled that you were able to come here and talk to us about it. I mean, in no way do I want to shoulder you with the responsibility of being, you know, the voice of a whole community. That's not fair to do to anybody. Um, but I do appreciate that you have that perspective on it, of having been in this a long time. What adversity like have you had to deal with a lot of adversity personally um during that time like being in your fursuit in public and things like that um yes and no uh certain places you know you feel comfortable to put your suit on um in other places you're like eh this is a little little risky i'm just gonna wear my tails today or something like that it depends on where you go and who you're with um yeah. Again, a good handler, right? I guess. Right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A good handler is always, always there for you. Okay. Kind of sensing the situation and stuff, I would imagine, not just for you, but as far as other people go. Exactly. Like that. Okay. Okay. Um, talk a little bit, I guess, about how public perception has changed um, in the time that you've been, in like nearly two decades now that you've been doing this. Uh, maybe we don't need to touch on that specifically, but as far as um, attitudes in the community, um, have you found there, as more and more people have maybe felt more open to get into it, things like that, Do you? how have you found attitudes changing within the community itself? Um, the attitude of the community is definitely growing a lot more. We're definitely a more positive group. Um, you know, back in the day, it was, you know, unfortunately, it was like the gays and lesbians. You know, you knew your select few friends and you kept it really low. Now it's, hey, I'm a furry. Got a problem? <laughs> and here's my family to back me up. I'm open and there's nothing you can do to change me. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> God, okay. That's, uh, I guess that kind of leads to something else I have. And I think you kind of touched on it unknowingly there. Because um, I was just thinking, like, the, uh, you must gain a lot from being that's given you a good, um, I guess, sense of yourself and a good level of self-confidence, I'm sure, because some people have trouble just leaving the house, you know, uh, to do the simplest thing, um, f just for overthinking themselves or whatever the case may be. You're going out there in such a way that you're saying, you're almost saying, hey, look at me. Like, um, so how do you feel that you've grown as a person through this? Like, I'm sure that's an aspect of it. You know, what else would you say has changed about you as a person through doing this? Oh, definitely. Um, when I was a kid, I was uh, very obese. Um, I hated the way I looked, and I hated the way that people looked at me, uh, which caused horrible, horrible uh, depression. But now, through the furry community, um, I'm st still fat, but that's because I like donuts. <laughs> <laughs> but my depression isn't, isn't as bad. My anxiety isn't as bad. Because I know that when I'm around my friends, they're going to keep me smiling. They're going to keep me happy. I know that they're not going to look at me and judge me for somebody who I really am inside. You know, and, and you know, and that, that sort of brings me to a question. And, I mean, I don't want to sound insensitive when I say this because I, I certainly don't mean it that way. But... Um, I'm an open book. Hit me with it. Well, and and it's it's it's, it's not actually you know anything uh, against the furry community, but one of the things that you know is is the furry community comparative uh, com comparable to the gay community in terms of um, wanting to be recognized, wanting to be just out there, like Paul said, look at me, 
And I find that the gay community is very, very, very much like that. And again, I don't mean to, to put a negative twist on it, but it's like, you know, there's there's a, there's a gay pride parade every every year in in most mm-hmm. major cities, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I mean, I, I guess I'm proud to be straight, whatever. But I mean, I don't get a straight pride parade. Yeah, and I understand the struggles that the gay community has 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 had to go through in terms of just being accepted. So is is it sort of that same mentality? In the in the furry community, where you know um, you feel the need to to just be like, uh, you know, and again, don't mean to sound negative, but like in your face saying, "This is a thing, accept it," and I'm going to shove it down your throat whether you like it or not. Um, yes and no, and again, you know, you know the the GLBT, they've been doing a lot more than what we have. Uh, you know, like you said, you have got the gay prides everywhere, and they're doing more. You know, they're doing more than we've done. But yes, we've got. You know, the biggest con that we have is Anthrocon. It's in Pittsburgh. Uh, I I think it was at the most we had last year was thirty two thousand. But wow. we're not really looking for. Hey, we're in your face. You know, this is who we are. Accept it. It's Hey, learn some knowledge. Don't hate us for what you think. Hate us for what you know. Or just don't hate us. Fair enough. (laughs) You can hate us all you want, but like I said, haters going to hate, but you know what? We're happy with us. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's an absolutely great attitude because, I mean, and and, and I think that applies to so many things um, for, for multiple um, different kinds of groups and types of people and personalities and everything. I mean, um, you know, some vegans, you know, I, I think vegans are all mental. I mean, I couldn't, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, for any I'm of our vegetarian. vegans, I mean, and I think vegetarians are mental as well. I mean, I, I know, need meat. I'm the same way. You know what? I, I just like, you know, I'll walk into a field with a fork and a steak knife and I don't care if the bloody cow is protesting. Because I'm taking a chunk off of that that fat ass. Like I don't, I love meat, meat, meat. Give meat. me a small campfire. I just need to brown the outside. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, but I mean, for somebody, for someone like a vegan or somebody that's, you know, um, a pot. I don't smoke pot, but for for a pot smoker, you know, there's always going to be all those groups and all those things that we like to do. There's always going to be haters for everything. Mm-hmm. And if you, you 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 can't walk around. I mean, I don't think you can. You, you can walk around in life worrying about what other people think, regardless of, you know, something small or something huge. Like, you know, like somebody who smokes pot to me is kind of no big deal, you know, to, to a complete lifestyle thing like a furry. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you, you got to do you. I mean, screw everybody else. Exactly. And, you know, being a vegan, it's a lifestyle. It's a life choice. Being a vegetarian, it's a lifestyle, it's a life choice. It's a bad life a- choice. I mean, you can say that. it's that's fine. You know, we're being a carnival is a better choice of life, but you know that's a personal pro- personal preference. <laughs> well, then <laughs> we um, okay. I'll forewarn you now, and then I'll ask you a couple questions. I'll be nice, though. I'll give you warning. We we generally play trivia on the show. A uh, different right. little trivia thing every week. So this week I'm subjecting you and Ryan to trivia. So just oh, just no. so you know, you can fire up the hamster and get your brain turning over now. 
Um, and uh, but but I also wanted to ask. So how often do you get to um, dress in your fursuit? How often do you get to be your fursona? Um, honestly, once a month only because of you know you got family, you've got work, yeah. you've got other obligations. So other people they could do it every day. Myself, once a month. Okay. Do you mainly do it to go out and and like do events and things like that and and uh, cons and things like that, or yes. do you sometimes do it at home just to feel that kind of sense of freedom? Oh, my tails are always with me. Soy, say that again. My tails are always with me. Okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of always having your tails with you, how many people know, like, how many people in your day-to-day life, like, I don't know, with work, different things like that, um, know that you do this? Uh, I want to say almost 80% of friends and family know that I'm a furry. Okay. Okay, fair um, enough. And like I said, I just, I, there's some family members I don't want to bring it up to being, you know, the older generation is just because I don't want to deal with that headache of the old school lifestyle, and I respect theirs. Mm. Okay. So, but with everybody else, it's oh, you've come in my house. There's my tails. I'm a furry. Okay, so it's in the open. If you enter your home, you know exactly. If you okay. see me on the outside, I'm a furry. Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, how long did you, like, I, I don't know if there was a period of, like, dabbling in it, but, I mean, I'm sure there was, like, first the tail and then a little bit more, maybe pause next. I don't know how that would go. But at what point did you know that there was, like, no turn, this was definitely going to be uh, the rest of, like, your lifestyle? I would honestly have to say right after college, uh, that's when I started getting money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure it's not cheap. It's like anything oh, else. No. Nothing like that is no, cheap. No, when I started getting art, I'm like, okay, I like this. And then, you know, I got ears. Then I got, you know, my tails. And then it just spiraled downhill from there. And I rather spiral hill down with friends and then walk alone. Sure, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Um... It was the, okay. We talked earlier about CSI, and I was glad mm-hmm. you brought that up. Maybe not surprised because I had it in my notes, so I knew that you know I figured you would be aware <laughs> of it. Um, but uh, has there been a mainstream representation of the furry community that you like that you would, you know, you could point to and say they did it right, they did it with respect? Is there such a thing? <sighs> not that I can say of. You know, there, you know, there could be you know a TV episode that. I haven't seen yet that I haven't seen that has been a good reputation of the furry community. Uh, Colored Humor did the furry force. Don't get me don't get me wrong. I laughed hysterically, but unfortunately, it did pander to the dark side of the coin. And you know, it's like, hey, okay, it's Colored Humor. That's what they do. They find the darkness and they make it funny. But I haven't found anything that has been openly uh, happy with the community. Yeah, not the way that there has been for other things. And I try to think of an example that I can't do a double-sided coin to, but like maybe to Wong Fu or maybe like films like that. Birdcage. A birdcage. Okay, there we go. Yeah, okay. But there's been nothing like that you feel for the, for the furry community, really, eh? 
Yeah, not that I can honestly say of right now. Mm -hmm. Is there any furry bands? That was kind of part of my next question. Let me jump onto that bandwagon for a sec and elaborate before I let you answer. <laughs> With all the artists and stuff that there are in the furry community, is there a lot of things, niche things being made, at least for the community, like films or music and things like that? Um, there's music videos out there. Uh, what am I, the furry fandom? Uh, for bands, I really can't tell you. Um, I've got some friends that play music, uh, I myself, I'm learning how to play guitar, but I can't really say for bands, myself, but there's, like I said, if you look up, uh, go to look up YouTube, look up furry music videos, you'll find a buttload. Okay, well, I've seen, um, all the single furries. <laughs> oh, yes, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's like the bane of your existence. I'm not sure how to gauge your reaction, but that's a thing that I've seen. <laughs> that's cringeworthy. Is, I, I have not okay. seen that. I'm going to have to YouTube that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, now to make good on that, what's a good recommendation? What's something we should have watched instead of that? <laughs> oh. Um, it's a new Kesha, uh, new Kesha song. I can't think. Of the song to save my life, okay. but a furry did a uh, music video top over of a jackal dancing to one of Kesha's songs, and it was amazing. There okay. was another one where it was a nice uh, 60s song, 60s or 70s, and it was also another good one. But yeah, no, stay away from the single furries. Yeah, no, okay, I, I figured that might... I didn't know exactly, but I kind of thought that might have been sort of... I don't know, we all know what I mean. A slap in the face while trying to do something good? I don't know. It Was that pandry kind of... Yeah, okay. Oh, is, right. is, is What Does a Fox Say? Is that a furry song? Oh, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... I, I don't know. Or or uh, or the Bloodhound Gang with uh, I, Do It Like I, They Do oh, on Discovery dude, Channel? That, that, yeah, yeah, no. No? no. I, okay. No, I, I think I could have fielded that question. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I, I actually banned the song. Uh, uh, what does the fox say in my home? Oh, I ban it. <laughs> Anybody who starts to play it, I throw <coughs> something at them. Did really? Okay. Uh, the song was called uh, "Die Young" by Kesha. Okay. The artist Vizzy Pop uh, did the animated video. And it is a really good, uh, good version of the furry community. Okay, awesome. I'll check that out for sure. I've got it in my notes now. Um, well, maybe before we get to um, our trivia, and uh, there's something called Word of the Day, too. I'll tell you all about that. Um, <laughs> before I get there, I want to mention, your name, Angel? Angel. Has followed me. And has I had a podcast in 2012. It was the first time I ever tried to do this thing. And my um, alias on the show was Angel Iris. And then last year we played, last season we played D&D on the show and my name was Angel. <laughs> so as, as soon as I heard that, I was like, hey! <laughs> well, my persona's full name is Angel Blood Moon. Okay, Angel Blood Moon. Okay. And I also play D&D and I have a character named Angel. <laughs> So wow. Alrighty so uh, uh, with how how would how would somebody getting into this come up with a name? 
Honestly, your persona picks your name. Mm. Yeah. I... Um, I have with most furries, uh, we have got multiple personas. Okay. You don't just have most people have one, but a lot of others have actually multiple. Um, I actually have two. Uh, Angel is my main. He is my main Sona. Uh, he is the one who is suited. Uh, and then I have another one who will never get suited because I don't have a million dollars. Okay. <laughs> okay. His name is Boost. He is a cybernetic shark. Oh. Wow. So. Okay. What's a little bit about um, him? You talked a little bit about uh, Angel and uh, being very happy and being very playful and outgoing. What's a little bit about the shark? Boost, Boost is, um, he's very quiet. He's just, he's that one who likes to sit in the corner, just watch everybody have fun. He's enjoying, the, he's enjoying himself while watching everybody have fun. Uh, unfortunately, he is mute. Um, so... I wish my wife was mute. (laughs) (laughs) Until you hear this, until she hears this podcast. Yeah, well, (laughs) she will be far from mute when she listens to this. No, she stopped listening, so that's kind of a good thing. She was our one and only. She was our one and only listener, and, and yeah, yeah, there she, we go. <laughs> she she stopped listening. So did you piss her off in an episode? <laughs> I probably piss her off. I don't need to piss her off in an episode. I piss her off in real life. <laughs> it's the three D <laughs> listening experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, I guess I should ask you too, because when you were talking about um, uh, uh, handlers earlier, it came up that different different personas have different. Some people talk. Um, some don't. Some just make sounds, etc. Does mm-hmm. um does Angel? Com- how does Angel communicate? Angel fully speaks. Okay. He speaks like everybody else. He talks normal. Um, he's just bubbly. But like I said, with Boost, he doesn't say a word. He's just he's just quiet. Well, Ryan, are you ready to bullshit your way through a word? Let's do it up. I'm always ready to bullshit. Okay, awesome. So I'm going to do this with both of you guys um, this week. So what we do is we have a word that presumably the other person has no idea whatsoever what it means. But we use our mad skills as con men and... No, not improvisers. We don't have those skills. To uh, confidently tell the other person what that word means through the power of sheer bullshit. So... Can't uh, bullshit a bullshitter. Yeah, well, there you go. So, I have two words today. I have one for each of you, sort of. But to keep things fair so nobody's like, oh, you gave me the easy one, or you gave me the hard one, you know. Um, uh, since Ryan's going first to give an idea, to give a layout of this, that's why I didn't do, like, coin flip things, so you have a full idea of how this works. Uh, Ryan, do you want word one or word two? They're in no particular order, I promise. I will take word two, because I'm always Which... second best. Okay, there we go. So in other words, you're going to do better at this. Um, so <laughs> your word is mama guy. Let the bullshit begin. Mama guy. Is that what you said? Mama guy? Yes, yes. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a, like an Asian soya sauce that you put on, uh, on sushi. Really? I thought, I, yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's, 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 it's. It comes from um, a remote village in in Japan, right? Uh-huh. Um, 
And 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 it's that's sort of the abbreviated word. The town's actually called Mama Gaisan. Okay. Okay. Um, and so you know, um, back in I believe it was like the 13th century, they invented this sauce for for sushi, um, and salt was very difficult to come by. Um, and uh, so this was sort of like a salt substitute, and um, and it it covered up sort of the fishy flavor. Um, of sort of like the not so fresh fish. Um, very poor village, right? You know, so so, you know, um, and uh, so they didn't have a huge um, like lake or whatever around the village to get fresh fish, sort of thing. So they would have to travel for like a couple days to get fish. So by the time they got it to to <laughs> back to the village, right? First yeah. of all, it was already subpar sushi to begin with. Okay. Yeah, and um, so, and then a couple more days of traveling in a backpack through the rice paddy fields, right, you know, and so they had to invent it to, you know, give it a little more flavor and, and, and the salt intake and everything, and so, yeah, they it uh, they called it Mama Guy. Okay, great, great, all wow. right, then. The, uh, the people of Mama Guy son thoroughly appreciate your understanding of their rich history, uh, first of all, I'll Absolutely. start by saying that. Uh, second of all, uh, it's amazing how close you were, um, by which I mean you were so far away that it's unbelievable. Um, so, Mama Guy is to deceive or tease, either in jest or by deceitful flattery. Well, he put enough salt on it, I think we got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's deceitful <laughs> flattery right there. Yeah. <laughs> So, congratulations, every week you get closer than ever. Yeah, it's um, true. So that means, Angel, it is your turn. <laughs> oh my god. So the <laughs> word that you were left with was avuncular. The word is avuncular. Avuncular? Yes, let the bullshit begin. <clears throat> well, avuncular is the Latin term for avunculi. From the uh, the golden vampire, so the the vunculi was actually the vampire's uh, true one fang. If you were ever to find that one fang, you could actually become the one and truly vampire. Um, now, it's reason to say that it's in Romania. It's actually not. It's actually in our Antarctica. Okay. Cold ass vampires. Awesome. Cold ass vampires. Yeah. No Why do you think their blood's cold? That yeah, no doubt. Blood sickles. There we go. Okay. <laughs> well, excellent work. Excellent work. Um, you know, I hate it when, when the guests get the word right away because it, it makes it, you know, kind of awkward because I didn't expect you to know what it meant. Um, <laughs> but you were um, luckily not close at all, so I won't have to deal with that problem today. Um, avuncular is suggestive of an uncle. Uh, especially in kindliness or geniality. So it's essentially like and to or of related to an uncle. So uh, like if somebody was uh, as kind to you as an uncle, they acted avuncular. Hmm. <laughs> so absolutely everything to do with Antarctica vampires. Definitely. But yeah. I do like your explanation better because I that's, I don't think we needed that word. I'm not sure we needed that word. <laughs> like, I feel like no. uncle-like was good enough. Uncle-like was doing the job. 
Yeah, no, well, and that's exactly, you know, it's, it's, it, what's, what's that, that, that one word there? I can't even remember what we had, what you came up with a number of shows ago about getting thrown out a window. This is yeah, I know, right? Right? Hang on I one mean, second. I, I need to discipline my robot. Alexa, stop. Okay, continue. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, and I had said about that word, it's like, why do you need a specific word? For being, you know, to describe being thrown out a window. Why can't you just be, well, you're going to get thrown out a window? Yeah. He, he left the window by force. It doesn't Right. And so, uncle, <laughs> uncle, yeah, that's that's pretty self-explanatory. We don't need to, you know, um, expand that. No. I was trying to find out what that word was. I was just looking to see if I could figure out what that word was the other day. Yeah. Um, oh, no, that's not it. That was... To avoid an answer or a question by rambling on about something else. Never mind. That was so never mind. Of, I don't know what I'm talking about. Kind of like what I kind of like what I did with what my you... explanation of uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that was surprisingly long winded. I was impressed. You took us on some real history there. <laughs> Abs- well, absolutely. I figured you know it's it's, a, visit that island. it's such a rich yeah. history and and you know I mean I love the Japanese culture and I mean especially 13th century Japanese culture and and. So yeah, I just I thought it uh, I thought it needed more than just you know sauce for sushi. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Your uh, your word angel has a silent P in it, by the way. If you want to know some really screwed up shit, uh, it's <laughs> it's spelled like a uh, avuncular play. Is basically how it's spelled. <laughs> but the P creates like oh, an a okay. sound somehow. I don't even know how that works. Um, and Ryan, I want to know, because I almost can imagine how you'd spell Mama Guy-san, but how do you think Mama Guy is spelled? Well, you know, it, it, when it was, when it originated in the 13th century, um, it was spelled one way, and then around the 18th century, they changed the spelling. Oh, God. I um, started j- him again. Just, just okay. simply because the, the dialect was evolving. Yeah. No, like the real word. I just meant the real word. How do you think Mama Guy is spelled? Uh, shit, I don't know. I mean, M-A-M-A-G-I? No, G-U-I. G-U-I, or G-U-I okay. sorry. It's literally spelled Mama Guy. Oh. Yeah, I figured that was too easy. Yeah. But back in the 13th century, it was G-I. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, following, I'm following your G-I track. You yeah. see what I did there? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, you are. I mean, there's no arguing there. Do you guys like chocolate? Uh, um, Naomi loves chocolate. I, I partake from time to time, but I'm not a super fan or anything. Neither am I. What a, what a weird answer, you guys. Okay. Um, I kind of thought that you'd either love chocolate. You or don't eat steaks, it, but so I you don't know have what? A... when it comes to eating choices. <laughs> you can't say shit. <laughs> okay. I'd say bite me, but yeah, with the stuff you eat, you would. Um, I would. I know. <laughs> okay. Well then. Well then. My A one steak sauce. My quiz for you guys today is about chocolate. P.S. So, let's hope you know a lot about it. Oh, here, hold on. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put the mic down and get the wife back on. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Do you want to have her as your phone-a-friend? No, she's on her cell phone. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, no looking it up. Uh, nope. <laughs> this is all the honor system. All right. 
Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll dive right on in here. So, first question on our chocolate quiz. Containing no cocoa solids, which of the following is argued not to be chocolate at all? A. Milk chocolate. B. White chocolate. C. Dark chocolate. Or D. Modeling chocolate. I want to say white chocolate. Okay. Ah, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with modeling. Ah, okay. Angel, you were right. Oh, damn it. Yeah. That was like wax. Yeah, it is. It's not real chocolate. You can tell it's not real chocolate when you... Uh, it's actually a mix of sugar, milk, and cocoa power butter, but no cocoa beans or anything else that's a solid cocoa product is used to make it. So, yeah. Ta-da. Um, question number two. The use of chocolate dates back to 1900 BC by the early Olmec people in what is now Mexico. How was chocolate most commonly consumed in these early times? A. As a seasoning. B. As a confection. C. As a beverage. D. As a salve for sore throats. Sore throats. I want to go sore sore throats. Okay, okay. I like peppering in an overly complicated one there, here and there to make people think that that's definitely the answer. No, it is not! Um, the correct answer is, as a beverage, chocolate was drank before it was eaten. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And even some of the first solid chocolate was only solid so you could buy it, take it home, and grate it into something. People wouldn't have thought of so, it. So, thing. like, did Nestle Quick exist back in, back in 1900 BC? Nestle Quick? No. Oh, okay, well, that's... <laughs> no, 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 that was in uh, the 13th century. 13th century, yeah, yes. There we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> in the town uh, of Nestle, some... which is in Russia. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, here we go. <laughs> oh, what did I do? Yeah. How do I stop this jukebox of a man? <laughs> um, I uh, So, okay, some of the ways it was drank... Uh, sound kind of disgusting, sort of. I don't know. I guess it's not gross till we try it. Um, it was served as a bitter from a liquid mixed with spices or corn puree. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, corn gunk and chocolate. Yum. Uh, so... Like a wonderful laxative. Yeah, it does. Oh, God. Yeah, it does. Oh, ew. I don't... Okay. Um, that's a weird place. Well, wow, now you made this weird. It's all your fault. It's not me. It's you. Um, so question three. A uh, company that still exists to this day. What company invented the heart-shaped chocolate box and created the link between chocolate and Valentine's? A. Nestle. B. Cadbury. C. Hershey. Or D. Bernard Calibo. Christ. I want to say Cadbury. Okay. Um, I feel like Hershey. Oh, okay, okay. You know, Hershey's iconic. It's been around that long. It seems like something that would be true, but it's actually Cadbury. Really? Okay, well, yeah, I... Yeah, so you I, were right, Angel. I'm failing. Check that out. Well, hey, so far you're winning. Don't be too surprised. You're kicking chocolate ass right now. <laughs> um. <laughs> question four. In development since 2004, the newest official variety of chocolate was released in 2007. What was it called? A. Ruby chocolate. B. Brown chocolate. C. Sugar chocolate. 
or D, red chocolate? Hmm. Oh. Um, I go with red. I want to take a mulligan. I'm gonna go with uh B. B. Brown chocolate. Okay. And neither one of you are correct. It's ruby chocolate. Fucking! I was gonna say ruby chocolate. Damn it! <laughs> it comes from a ruby cocoa bean, and it's kind of like pinky red. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. But it took them like 13 years to perfect it. I'm gonna have to go out and get Naomi some ruby chocolate now because I don't think she's ever had it. I'm Googling it right now. I think Bernard Calibo would be the best place to get it. I'm pretty sure they're the ones that... I've never even heard of that. ...perfected it or whatever. Neither have I. Um, Have you seen... Have you looked it up now? Have you seen Ruby Chocolate? It is actually... It's a pink. Yeah. It's a pink chocolate. Hmm. Very Hmm. interesting looking stuff. I think it'd be weird to see something that color bite into it and have it taste like chocolate instead of... Like raspberry or something. Like everything we have this that color is horribly artificially, you know, flavored. So. Yeah, it's found in uh, the Ivory Coast, Ecuador, and Brazil. There we go. Hmm. Look at you. You're adding value to my quiz. I didn't even have that note here for it. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're hired. Okay. Uh, number five. Now famous for its cocoa powder, what company made the first chocolate bar that was created for consumption as a standalone treat? A. Hershey's B. Carnation C. Caotina D. Fries That was a mouthful. Hershey. I'm gonna go with Hershey. Okay. Again, they've been in the game a long time. It's not a crazy guess. It was actually Fries. Oh, and I've never heard of that. Yeah. They have, like, a yellow... I have some, actually, here, so it's not that crazy. Uh, It's a cocoa powder that comes in a yellow... uh, Oh, yes, I remember that stuff. It looks like magic baking powder, but it's not. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that stuff. And there we go. So this is the last question. This is question six. So, Ryan, if you get this question right three times over, you can take the lead. Yes! (laughs) Are you ready? (laughs) True or false? Chocolate is a part of... I'm just going to start that over. (sighs) True or false? Chocolate is a part of the standard United States military ration. I would go true on that. (laughs) It's false. What? (laughs) It's false. It's false? Okay. (laughs) No, it's true. It's not, though. Why? Because I have had an MRE. Oh, wow. There's no chocolate in there. Really? They swear up and down there is. There's no chocolate. Wow, that's crazy. You're blowing the lid off some crazy shit right here. Okay, wow. What's in there? If any... I was like, if any... uh, There's... Okay, so for MREs, the only sweets that you really get is gum and a mint. Really? Well, you know what? I don't give a shit. I got the question right according to the (laughs) internet. Okay? I got it right, damn it. Okay? That's my my victory. Now I don't know which way to take this because you got it right according to the internet, but we unexpectedly have a, um, have an expert, an expert, you know, person on site. Fuck, why do I try to talk? Nope. We have an expert witness on site, so, you know, I don't know. I do not accept (sighs) that reality. Okay, I will give you. A I half guess a point. You'll have to buy an MRE and open it up. Yeah, I will give you a half a point. Half a point. The internet is a lying <laughs> piece of shit. 
Um, but, but, but you got it right according to the internet. Um, but Angel, you still win by leaps and bounds! Damn it! <laughs> so, congratulations! <laughs> so, that's so weird, because I didn't even go looking for that. I just found it out. Like, I just, like, reading about the history of chocolate, I found out that it was in there. So, that's so strange. Because I, I, it's, yeah, wow. Interesting. Yeah, there's... Yeah, right here, and I'm looking right at right at the internet, right what he said, that uh, U.S. military has been using chocolate. There is no chocolate in MREs. Wow. Lying, lying internet. I'm going to go have a talk with Wikipedia. That's it. I'll be back. Give me a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> Send a nasty worded letter. Yeah. I mean, fuck, everything on the internet's true. If that's not, it just opens up a can of worms. There might be other uh, things. I, Do you understand just, what that I means? I just broke the fifth wall. The earth is flat. Yeah. Oh, God, not that. <laughs> there we go. So, are you a flat earther, Angel? Are you? Oh, God. That, that, that makes me laugh. Okay, I've saved the most hard-hitting questions for the end. And we've covered flat earther... So that is out of my control now. Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. Unfortunately, I cut sodas out. Oh, okay, that's cool. No, you're better. You you high roaded both of us. You you win. Okay, I'm a Coke person, but it doesn't matter now. Yeah, but um, you're a vegetarian, so. Uh, hey now. <laughs> um. <laughs> and other hits by Outcast. Um. No, that's not. No, that's hey yeah. Never mind. Um. Okay, that was horrible. Stop. Yeah, you failed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and pineapple on pizza. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a bomb. Okay. Yeah. Frickin' eight. My favorite pizza is pineapple and tomato. Yeah. Well, tomato. It, uh, we've had this. It has to be fresh for me. What do you think, Angel? Uh when it comes to tomato, I am not. I'm gonna go with the white pizza. You get say what? White pizza. A, yeah, you've never heard of a white pizza? No. Oh, wow. That so sounds racist. Here's another thing for your yeah, world. Yeah, it does. <laughs> white pizza instead of red sauce. Instead of okay. red sauce, it's actually Alfredo. Mmm. Yeah, I've heard of yeah, I've heard of like like mozzarella or goat cheese. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Well, then, but that's... The, so it's actually a vegetarian or, yeah, yeah, a vegetarian, whatever you would call it, pizza. Because there's no animals on it. Okay. See, that's interesting because Ryan's the same way. Loves a veggie pizza, but a meat eater. Ooh, yeah, love veggie pizzas. That's so I'm strange. a meat eater. Yeah, wow. Alrighty then. I recently found out that putting tater tots on a pizza is fucking amazing. I haven't tried that one yet. Would that be it's the same as french fries? Because Pizza Hut had a poutine pizza... Or no, yeah. it was a po- wasn't a poutine, but it was it was French fries, anyways, on a pizza. And I ordered it one time. I think while I was still yeah. your boss. Yeah, and I, I was with you when you ordered it. Yeah, and it was disgusting. Okay, mm. first of all, for, okay, have you had French fries on a pizza, Angel? No. Okay, Pizza Hut. They make pizza, so the French fries they put on the pizza suck. The French fries were horrible. Okay, didn't stand a chance from the get go, out of the gate. You got to have a good French fry on a pizza. Um, second of all, no, I don't believe it's the same because, uh, tater tots have all the little crispiness on the outside, right? They got all that, those little, like, the, uh, speckling of 
of, of crispy on the outside. So that is a big factor that makes a big difference. And when I do it, I do it with the like at home frozen pizzas. Um, so you put the tater tots in and you cook the first side of them halfway. Then you put them on the pizza facing the same way without flipping them. And then that, 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 that part that's got all crispy on the bottom now is in the cheese gunk. So it gets some of that cheese grease in it. And the top gets re-crisped now hmm. by the heat. It's, oh my god. I, um, I didn't think it'd be good. I thought, oh, soggy potatoes on my pizza. Okay. You're but I thought I'd try it. And it was so good. It blew my mind. Mind blown. I was like, you're making me hungry over here, dude. Yeah, no, that, I, you know, as soon as you started talking about tater tots, I'm like, I got a bag of cheese tater tots in the freezer. That's okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got chicken thawing. You've got chicken thongs? <laughs> yes, yes, I've got chicken thongs. <laughs> wow, all right then. Is that a white um... meat or a dark meat? I, I, yeah. Not, <laughs> not... <laughs> it depends when they were washed. 13th century? Yes, 13th century. <laughs> I found a really old recipe <laughs> written on a scroll and yeah. and in Sanskrit. In <laughs> Sanskrit, yeah. <laughs> That's what the Rosetta Stone really was. Um. Okay. So yeah, I think we can we can at least let Angel. You can we can at least let you go soon. Ryan, you have to record a mini sode with me. I thought we were so doing you don't that get to eat. Uh, I thought we were doing that tomorrow. We could if you want. Yeah, okay. I, I Anyways, can't do it today. Okay, this is administrative business. So, uh, Angel, I'm going to give you the floor one more time. Um, I want to. I want a couple of things from you. Uh, first of all, how people can get a hold of you and stuff like that if they want to. If you want people to get a hold of you, entirely up to you. No pressure. Uh, so you can spit out your Twitter handle and all that information. Also, um, any thing you want to leave people with as far as maybe like like you know stop thinking being a furry is about sex i don't know maybe i didn't put that eloquently enough but just <laughs> anything you want to leave people with as you know our expert furry guest oh so, floor is yours have fun uh well if people want to get a hold of me uh email is my best way uh that is fire wolf poi papa october indigo at gmail.com uh for the people who are listening who are not furries uh, don't hate us because you don't know. Get to know us, learn about it, and then after you've learned about it, if you still don't like it, then hey, that's on you. But don't hate us for what you don't know. Uh, but besides that, thank you guys for having me on the show. I had an awesome time. I'll take those points and run with it. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, you carry them over until the next thing you're a part of. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Next time you lose a game, just play this podcast. Ah, uh, you know like, what? Look. I lost the game. Yeah. Uh, and, for, and for those li- uh, for the, your listeners who are now listening, they're going to hate me now. What? You've never heard of the game. The g- what? I'm so I'm so confused. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, so I'm, before I leave, I'm going to leave you with this. Okay. You are now both. Of you are now playing the game. To win the game, you have to forget about the game. The minute you think about the game, you immediately lose the game and have to say, I lost the game. I lost the the game. That's the worst thing ever. It is. It's changed my opinion of you as a person. (laughs) (laughs) You are both now playing. Welcome to the game. I think I already lost, though. 
Yeah, I, 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 I want no part of this. Um, I want to excuse myself from the game promptly. Uh, I'm gonna get a note from my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it, they couldn't make me do high school for Zed. You're not gonna make me do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm not athletic enough for the game. <laughs> well, it has been fun. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us about this, for helping me learn more, uh, for helping us learn more, and for helping our listeners know more. Because knowledge is power, and knowledge is the only way to end hate and misunderstanding in the world. Well, thank um, you guys for having me. Yeah, it was fun. Every, every guest has to take part in our... Uh, a goodbye ceremony, and I'll give you an example of what that sounds like before you before you have to do it. Every day, before every week before we leave these wonderful listeners go and put them out of their misery, we leave them with a great big bye! So that's what you're going to help us with. Okay. So are you ready to join this, ready? Uh, and this wonderful harmony of ours? Sure! Okay, you're going to make it angelic. There we go. See what I did there? I'm going yeah, out yeah, on a high. Yeah. No. That was, yeah. Real, that was no, low. No. No. Just no. stop. You know what? It's the vegan and you talking. That's what it is. The, okay, okay. Go have some enough. meat and then you can talk right. Okay. I'll, I'll take two steaks and call you in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. So thank you for joining us today. All of our information is going to be in the outro. This has been the Total Sick Cast. Bye. 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 <laughs> Okay, awesome. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys. Thank you for joining us on the Total Stick Cast. The Total Stick Cast is available wherever you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. We appreciate your ratings and reviews as they help other people find us and help us to grow. Please take the time to let us know what you think. The Total Stick Cast is hosted and produced by Paul Johnson and features Ryan Blair and Terry Savage. You can connect with Paul Johnson directly on Twitter at OffTheLP or at EverythingPaul.net. That's EverythingPaul.net. You can find the Total Stick Cast on Twitter and Facebook at Total Stick Cast. You can also reach us by email at TotalStickShow at gmail.com. My name is Larry G. Jones, and this has been the Total Stick Cast. Thank you for making us a part of your day.